0: listener beware no time to game is a podcast chock full with spoilers if your intent is to play this game and you don't wish the ending to be spoiled turn back now and then come back when you're done and let's talk about it Welcome to No Time to Game, a quest for game life balance where we play and talk about short games, indie games, and anything else that doesn't demand you sacrifice your relationships or shell out your student loan money to currency farmers. I'm Devin, and I just don't have the hundreds of hours anymore to play MMOs, open world games, and loot grinds. And I'm Josh, and I've got a lot to say about the internet. This week I played Hypnospace Outlaw on Xbox One, developed by Tendershoot that which is media and michael lash and published by no more robots this was a nostalgic deep dive into the internet of the late 90s but before we get into that what have you been up to josh
1: yeah this week um has been more watching less playing because this week e3 2021 just wrapped up um so i've been checking out all the up and coming indie games and looking for stuff that might make a good fit for this podcast and and good games for you to play. Um, And there was tons. There was all kinds of stuff this year uh, around indie games. There was um, something called the Gorilla Collective, which they did two, I think, two-hour streams or something like that where basically uh, any indie dev that didn't have anywhere else to show off could show off. Uh, so it was just sort of hours of cool upcoming indie games that uh, you can check out. Um, and all this stuff's on YouTube, too, for anybody who wants to sort of go back and look at it. But, um, yeah, I would recommend checking that one out. Um, and then there was another one called Wholesome Games. And it was it's basically just a curated list of wholesome games um, that they picked out some stuff that's coming out that... They think fits their criteria, and it's a lot of indie games and stuff as well. And the the one from the Wholesome Games that really stuck out to me because I just thought it was hilarious was uh, called Power Wash Simulator. Um, oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> there's been sort of a a weird uptick of these types of mundane activity games. Um, there was one that was like House Flipper or something it was called, where you literally just choose like paint for the walls and you like clean up and sweep and stuff and you'd sort of <laughs> refresh these houses. Um, there was another one that was like, you were a mechanic and you were just like changing tires and stuff and like replacing engines and whatever. And it's just these like sort of simulators for everyday job type stuff. Um, but this one looked really funny because it was just basically like the whole world is dirty and you have a power washer. Uh, Go clean it up and you would just go and And clean the grime off of like everything like houses cars you know you name it um
0: yeah i'm a little bit hooked on those uh on there's a the video trend um of people power washing things it's it's very satisfying so i can actually see myself enjoying this game because uh i i go on a bit of a power wash binge occasionally
1: that's funny maybe that's yeah maybe that's what it's sort of in response to i wasn't I never really heard of this, and I never really gave much thought to power washing things, but I could see <laughs> well, it being almost therapeutic or very relaxing, at least.
0: Yeah, you haven't relaxed until you've seen uh, a brown, um, weathered-looking deck go <laughs> to uh, back to its former glory with a few simple strokes of a power washer. <laughs>
1: That's literally what this game is, so we'll have to add it to our list. It sounds like it's made <laughs> Let's for you. find it.
0: When Um, does it come out? (laughs) I
1: think... I looked it up, actually. I think it's in early access now on Steam, so you can play it now on Steam, um, but it's not full release. I don't know if it'll come to Xbox or other consoles, but uh, definitely something to keep our eyes on.
0: I will find it. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: And then, yeah, there was the, uh, the... there was a, f- a bunch of showcases but um, Xbox and uh, Nintendo each did one that were both really good there was a lot of cool stuff to come out of those um, definitely worth checking out um, but for us um, you know I had my eyes on what's coming to game pass and uh, there's a lot <laughs> there's gonna be I think 27 games from the 30 that they showed off or coming to game pass day one so wow nice it, we're getting a big influx of stuff um and some of it starting this summer and then the yeah the last thing for me three that's got me pumped up is the uh the remaster of diablo 2 is coming out um they finally gave it a release date well i say finally i guess it hasn't been that long but uh that's getting released in september uh so i'm excited to give that a go that's a, a game that i really really played the shit out of uh when <laughs> you know when it was out which was 20 years ago maybe now it's been a while uh so I'm excited to give that another go and see how that holds up
0: yeah I, I had a lot of friends that played Diablo 2 but I, I again never got into it myself but I would give it a go now for sure
1: yeah I could see it being hard to get into if you never played it but mm. we'll see I mean maybe maybe not We'll uh, we'll try it out in September and see what you think.
0: Compare notes. Yeah.
1: So anyway, that's that's enough, I guess, about E3 because I've got a ton to say about Hypnospace Outlaw.
0: Um. Well, yeah. This game was strange, but um, to give you kind of a brief intro, uh, you you spend the whole game on basically a, an operating system. You you're booting up this uh, this operating system, um. And you are a moderator, so you're basically moderating um, the more or less the internet in 1999, looking for copyright infringement and um, any any bullying or abuse or things like that. Um, and then, and yeah, I guess this this all this all happens while the user is is asleep.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a headset kind of thing that you put on and it lets you browse kind of their own custom version of the Internet, I guess, which the whole like while you sleep thing doesn't really make a difference, but it does kind of come up later in the game. We'll talk about that later, but it's it basically from the perspective of the player, it's kind of like just booting up like Windows 95 or something is sort of what it looks like.
0: Yeah, I mean, they introduced it in the beginning that it was HypnoSpace was this thing that you wore and and browsed while you slept. I forgot about that within the first 20 minutes because you you just you're just browsing web page after web page and all that I'm thinking is wow, this is so nostalgic. This is just like um, you know, the web when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it it definitely was. It was there was a lot of like just sort of poking around and just exploring which was great but it did it does have a story and it it kind of like starts you it starts you off sort of by like giving you a training video as as the moderator of like here's the kind of things we're looking for and here's how you report them to us and that kind of stuff and it was like even even this like right out the gate was very like kind of late 90s like it was Really terrible audio and really terrible video and just like it was like a poor like FMV like the kind of thing you'd see in like huge letters. It would say CD-ROM and and you know that was the big exciting new thing at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah, you you sort of start off and it and somebody there's like an email system in the in this operating system and the and uh like a case assigning thing and they give you a case and they send you a couple emails telling you kind of what you're supposed to be doing. And it's basically, like you said, it, it, you start off reporting um, copyright infringement. And that's kind of what they give you. And you, you earn this like in, I don't know what you'd call it. It's like a currency for the for hypnospace called HypnoCoin that you can kind of only spend there on other stuff online. It's almost like an early kind of Bitcoin type of thing, I guess.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I didn't... Um... I didn't really realize that I what I could spend it on. I just knew that I was getting it every time that I reported something. Um, but later on, I I thought, well, it doesn't seem like this currency is, is really useful for anything else. I don't know why I'm saving it. So I just went on a bit of a spending spree and found out that you can change your background if you buy images on certain websites or you can download music so that you can have... Uh, have some music files playing on your computer because there's no streaming service. Of course, you've got to actually have the files on your on your uh, desktop and play them through your your music player. So, um, yeah, I spent all my money on that stuff. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think you were kind of supposed to. Uh, you do need a bit of it later for some of the late game stuff, but um, it was really meant for like everything about this game. Just was like, hey, just play around, just see what happens, try some stuff, which I kind of found really refreshing because that was sort of how I learned to use a computer. I think a lot of us learned to use a computer by just fooling with things. but no, nowadays, I would never dare to just click on something and see what happens. No, <laughs> it's just you know we know better now and and also then it was less risky um, for sure, but yeah, it was it was a real throwback to the days when you could just be like, oh tom's website let's see what he's got and you just download everything on there and you know not worry about it <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a different time for sure and i mean that's really what it was i think there was something there was a site called like terry's good deals and that was sort of what you said like you you download backgrounds and you download music and you download you know screen savers and these things and then you could um a, you know a Activate them in your operating system and and change stuff and customize things Um, But the the way that it worked the kind of layout of everything was Almost social media like I guess it was sort of laid out like into um, For what they call them like they were like communities basically where it grouped pages together based on what like a common theme so there was one called Teen Topia where all the teens would hang out and uh, one called like Good Time Valley which was where kind of all the you know moms and dads hung out and talked about wholesome mm. things and you know one called um,
0: uh there was a cool punk or
1: something cool punk. like that yeah and, and that was like I think that was sort of like a marketing kind of thing where they were trying to like brand sort of a genre of music or something uh, but it was like tied into like a cola company or something, so it was a lot of, a lot of weird stuff yeah. going on like that. But
0: it was a pretty strange little area of the of the internet.
1: And uh, you you basically just poked through these things because it wasn't like you know now with search engines and stuff. You just you just kind of poked around and uh, looked for stuff to report, and it uh, it was very heavily GeoCities influenced, I think. Or, or maybe GeoCities just influenced the internet at that time. Um, but that that was the vibe I got was sort of, you know, people could build their own pages with some sort of tool without really needing to know anything about how to build web pages or what makes a good or bad web page.
0: Well, the, you, there were all kinds of like um, just... I mean, most of them were, but there were some especially terrible um, websites that people had built on this game and some that were half completed or, or like they, they fit everything in. Like the one that's coming to mind right now is um, one where you you just had to keep on scrolling and mm-hmm. they'd have like, you know, dots and then and then they'd, they'd say just a little further, keep going. And then you're you're, you're trying to get to the bottom for. I think they were offering secrets or something. Um, and then there, you get to the bottom and of course there's no secrets at the bottom. it's it's just like under construction. Yeah, yeah. come back soon.
1: <laughs> yeah it, I think yeah. you know that that is kind of what it was like then, but there's there's not really anything now that's sort of equivalent to this because it, it was sort of like pre-social media. I think, like, maybe the closest thing now would be, like, you know, how the way that WordPress sites are kind of linked together in, in ways where you can kind of, you know, reference other blogs or whatever, but it's nowhere near kind of what the GeoCities days were.
0: No. It's really... No, you had a GeoCities site, I assume.
1: Yeah, it, it was... Uh, th- that was the thing to do. Um, I think everybody had a GeoCities site... Um, the thing that I remember doing on it more than anything was there was like a, I I don't know what it would have been. It would have been probably kind of equivalent to like, or, or maybe sort of similar, I guess to like a pen and paper game, but it was people were making these Dragon Ball Z websites where you could like create a character and like train and level up and stuff. And I don't remember if there was like messaging built in or if it was done through email or what but you would kind of be like well here's what i want to do and then they would kind of level up or change your character accordingly and it's all very vague like i don't remember at all how it worked but i think it would have been you know that sort of an early style like tabletop or pen and paper kind of uh the the internet trying to take that on sort of thing
0: Yeah, I must have missed that craze because I don't remember. I have no recollection of that at all.
1: Yeah, it might have been, you know, just the kind of localized thing that I was into. But it wasn't like, it wasn't the, an idea that I came up with or my friends or anything. Like I remember finding these on there. And uh, when I was looking at the Steam reviews for this game too, even somebody had said like, I remember making like Dragon Ball Z fan sites or whatever. And that, that's <laughs> the thing that kind of sticks out to me more than anything. Um, that and just the sheer terribleness of all these websites. Like, you know, people, you go to a website and there's flashing images and there's, you know, your cursor is changed to something that's moving and has a trail behind it and there's music playing it's just like it was just an assault on all of your senses going to some of these web pages
0: yeah it was the worst when like you don't realize you have your volume cranked um and then you go to somebody's site like i'm i don't mean in the game i mean in the 90s um, and they've got You know, whatever song playing. Uh, I don't miss that at all. I will never, I will never pine after those. (laughs) Yeah. It
1: was, it was fun to reminisce on that kind of stuff in the game. But yeah, yeah, we should, we should never go back to (laughs) those times. It was really the Wild West of like (laughs) people who had no business making websites, just making stuff that was like hard to read. And there was like, there was also like background images with text pasted over top of them uh oh. there's a lot of that kind of stuff so you could it was hard to even read the text you were trying to read and it's just a, an yeah. absolute nightmare but
0: there's a lot of trash
1: yeah but hey we uh you know we were figuring it out and
0: yeah we had we to were. we had to go through that to get where we are now which i'm not sure is better <laughs> um but in
1: a lot of ways <laughs> no yeah <laughs> but it's uh, yeah
0: it's different yeah it's something it's else. shinier yeah
1: but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've definitely made some improvements uh, when it comes to accessibility and just, you know, the general ability to not have your eyes bleed when you're trying to read a website.
0: Legibility, for sure, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the the neat thing, too, about this game was, like, they they really fleshed out the whole world in a way that it wasn't, like you know, three web pages. There were there were communities that sort of referenced each other and, and the pages that referenced, like, and people, the creators of the website would, like, talk to each other in a lot of ways and stuff. Um, I think they had status updates kind of thing, like, at the top of everybody's page. And it was sort of like your Facebook status, whereas, you know, in the early days of Facebook where you were like, I'm eating some soup and, you know. <laughs> but it... it There was Because there was a lot of, like, basically teens and old people, they were all kind of funny. Like, it was, you know, the teens were all like, I'm now dating Jessica and, like, stuff like that. And then you come back later and it's like, Jessica
0: and I have broken up. (laughs) And Jessica's page says, never dated Jake. Yeah,
1: yeah, there was a lot of that (laughs) kind of stuff, um, which was really funny. Um, And they really just, like, fleshed it all out in a way, like, by creating not only these characters but they created the sort of brands like we said and things like the cool punk and whole like music genres and artists I guess like for this game but in the style of music that was around back then
0: yeah yeah it's funny you bring that up because that's um like the main the part that stood out the most for me was when I uh found um Oh, gosh, what was his name? Basically, Kid Chowder Rock. Man. But, uh, Chowder Man, of course. Yeah, he look- I am the Chowder Man. That song's been in my head ever since I played <laughs> this song. I've played this game. Yeah,
1: he looked, he looked a lot like Kid Rock. I'm thinking that it had to be heavily influenced. But yeah, he was like a rock star that was all over this hypno space, and, and you could download his music, and there was whole albums on there, and, uh, you could visit his page and see, you know, his tour dates and his blog and all these kind of things. Um, he was the he was definitely the most prevalent in the game. But there was a, a another one called Seepage, which the one of the teenagers was really into. And it was like the band looked like Slipknot, but sounded like Linkin Park oh okay you could really kind of you could tell where the influences were coming from i think in a lot of these those were the two that really stood out to me
0: yeah there was another one that whose music i bought i don't really remember much about him i think he was from the cool punk um site but um back to the chowder man for a second i was really curious about him so i looked him up and he's actually a real person like he's a comedian um and uh his name his real name is well he, he goes by hot dad um but he has an album called the chowder man and you can watch his videos he's got a whole bunch of them you can watch his videos on youtube you search hot dad or the chowder man um and
1: it's the same guy
0: yeah real name is eric hellman he's a former celebrity rock star famous during the 80s huh. uh, but since then his fame has worn out oh no I'm reading from the hypnospacepandom.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is actually a real person, though. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, was not the right I spot.
1: Think they definitely hired some real artists to make stuff, but I don't know if any of yes. them are real, like, artists in the sense of, like, celebrities. Like, I think they, they hired
0: some people who... Oh, no, he's not a celebrity. I wouldn't say it all, though. Yeah,
1: I think they hired some people who... You know, do make music or whatever, but don't necessarily have their own albums. Like maybe they make music for movies or something. Like, but I, I guess I'm not really sure. So, you know, maybe.
0: Well, uh, you can buy you can buy the Chowder Man uh, album on Amazon.
1: Yeah, I think that there's like massive Spotify playlist for this game that they're like. I I looked it up and there was something like a hundred and fifty different songs for this game or something. Wow. There's tons because there, there was another one too that was like meditation music or something i forget what that guy's name was but he had like two or three albums in game that you could buy
0: yeah no i remember him too don't remember his name but i remember his site was he the same one that kept like um he you could click on different um parts of the site to take you up the uh the tower of I don't know, ascendance or something
1: might've been. Yeah, that was a up
0: the stairs. I think it was that's another stairs to enlightenment.
1: Yeah, that that's, uh, (laughs) that's another thing about this game too, that um, about the web pages, like the, it wasn't always just, you know, text and links. It was a lot of like, here's some like a picture and you can click on different parts of the picture to kind of navigate the page. And that's a whole other kind of aspect of the internet that I forgot people used to do. So did I. Um, just the way you kind of get around and hidden links and you know hiding stuff on your web page and like all that kind of stuff um, was really fun to kind of revisit and, in the sense of a game, worked really well because it's a little bit puzzly. Whereas, yeah, in real life, it's just annoying.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you would not want you would you would these days want to make sure that people knew exactly where to find what they are looking for, or they're not going to, they're going to spend like two seconds on your website and they're yeah. going to lose interest and leave. Right. Cause there's so much out there. They're not going to spend time looking for Easter eggs. Um, but back then, you know, it was a fun game. Yeah. It was more of
1: like, uh, you know, it was more a time where you didn't have anything to do, like, which I mean, that in itself is kind of a nostalgic now, just the the, uh, concept of being bored but it's yeah uh, what's that (laughs) yeah it uh you know this game really was all about just exploration and fiddling and you know you could dive as deep in as you as you felt like i guess um there was also a a whole website on that note of um sort of weird kind of clicking on pictures and stuff there was somebody who was making like creepy like almost horror games and and like even some of them weren't even games but you would click through and it would kind of tell you a story with like spooky pictures and like that kind of stuff
0: i'm not sure i found him or that site yeah it was one of the teens
1: i think and and it was like it might have been later in the game too that most of that stuff was coming out but there was one that i remember like you could poke around and it was like a haunted mall or something and you could kind of click left and right to go to the different parts of the mall and you click on stuff and they were very like basic game mechanics. It was always like, you know, you click on this, you're dead, back to start. Like it wasn't really like <laughs> branching logic or anything to...
0: I remember dead. playing those types of games though.
1: Yeah. And, and it was like, it was just the kind of thing that you could waste 10 minutes on. But like, those was the kind of stuff that we sort of made or, you know, visited other people's pages and stuff back then for something to do I guess as teenagers
0: I feel like was the website called Newgrounds I feel like that was full of those types of games yeah
1: Newgrounds was like just a dumping ground for flash games and animations and stuff it was all kinds of stuff
0: oh yeah. yeah I remember spending a lot of time on that just because there were so many different different games and that was like you know if I wanted to play a game, I normally would go there or one of the similar sites just to find um, something that I could fill 10 minutes with.
1: Yeah, we used to do that in school because when I was in high school, yes. we had like, I don't know what it would have been, 10 megabit internet or something probably when like everybody else around had like was probably still on dial up. So it was like, oh, yeah. it was just amazing. Like anytime you had two seconds and uh, free time in school, we were on the internet fiddling with that kind of stuff.
0: Spent a lot of time between classes in those computer labs.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, anyway, that, that was kind of what was going on sort of on the, on the website of things, but there was also a whole operating system with all kinds of other random weird stuff built into it. Um, So I've got, I've listed out a whole bunch of things here, but feel free to throw in some uh, interesting ones that you found. Um, there was like a uh, an app called Chit Chat, which you actually couldn't use. It said it was because you were a moderator or whatever. But it's uh, like a messaging app to talk to other users of Hypnospace. It's sort of like a like we would have been using ICQ and then mm-hmm. like MSN Messenger and uh, AIM and that kind of stuff back then. But it was that that sort of a thing where it was you never really accessed it but it was referenced a lot like oh I've been chatting with this person on chit chat or whatever I have so many friends on chit chat and uh, they would have little counters on their website saying how many friends they had which was (laughs) kind of funny like a throwback to you know the the um, website visit counters and stuff we used to put on websites
0: yeah I'm I'm Actually, I miss the days of ICQ and MSN. I spent so much time not just talking to people that I knew, but like there were those chat rooms that you could just find yourself in and chat randomly with strangers all over the world, specifically the MSN chat rooms. I used to love to go into those and pretend to be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I figure there's
1: about maybe 0.01% of people in those who were actually... Who they uh, say replying they were. to yeah when, when somebody said ASL we we were all lying
0: <laughs> i forgot about ASL yeah gosh uh, let, let me go down that rabbit hole for just for a second cuz i think it's funny um i i remember having four different accounts um one of them i was julio blanco <laughs> um i was spanish and i had the translator open on one on on one part of my screen and i was talking to girls in Spanish and they'd be like, Ooh, what's that mean? And I'd be like, You are like a flower. And <laughs> uh, and then I have I don't remember anything else that but then I had like uh another one that I think was just me. Uh and that one I was pretty tame. But then I had another one that was I went by Roberto Queros, Shalino Rogerto <laughs> Which is just ridiculous. And I remember it pretty, I mean, obviously, uh, pretty clearly in my mind. And I had like six girlfriends. It was probably my, at the same time. That was my, my, my max. And I, I felt like such a badass for having that many and, and keeping them all happy on ICQ at the same time or MSN at the same time.
1: There's a, a good chance that at least five of them were middle aged men. But,
0: well, I mean, on the, yeah, on that note, my other account was, um, uh was a girl uh and i forget what i named it it was like oh <laughs> i went by divine <laughs> um and uh and i would just you know talk to guys and then then tell them at the end after they were hitting on me ha i have a dick
1: <laughs> yes you showed them i
0: didn't show them i just well i know <laughs> <laughs> That's you. You know what I mean. Yeah, I do, I do. Figuratively. Yeah, sure. I did show them. Yeah, Don't be such a pig. I'm a dude. I don't know what well, what I was thinking as a 12, 13-year-old kid. but
1: Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't getting into that kind of shenanigans.
0: Oh, no. You were a good I do. good kid, were you?
1: <laughs> no, not necessarily, but I wasn't doing that. You weren't in the chat rooms? No, I do remember using chat rooms early on when it was like, Um, I think it was called MIRC and it was like a client for like IRC chat. And um, a cousin who was a few years older than me showing me that that was how you downloaded music. And you would go into a chat room and you would say, hey, does anyone have, you know, whatever song I'm looking for? And somebody would say, yeah, I've got it. And they would send it to you through this thing. And that's my earliest memory of sort of music sharing on the Internet before it would have been probably a couple years before Napster hit the scene and right. really shook things up.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't download any music until Napster uh, yeah. and LimeWire and whatever the other ones were. That was when I started. I wasn't, uh, I don't think I was as connected as you or maybe at least as knowledgeable as you as, as a teen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had to, yeah, it was all my, my older cousin. Of course we were only downloading copyright free music from the, library of congress but yeah uh, no of course Th- those are those are my jams yeah <laughs> um so <laughs> anyway um there was there was also um some pets that you could get in this which were like really simplified kind of tamagotchi type pets where you could basically just feed them and scratch them or whatever and they lived on your desktop And uh, and if you ignore them for, like, 20 minutes, they would die. So uh, all of mine died, (laughs) as I would forget about them.
0: I didn't get to them. Uh, I didn't make it that far in this game.
1: No? Yeah, you could get them right out the gate, but you might not have stumbled across it. Was that Squishers? No, it was. The first one, I think, was called April, and it it was, like, a little rabbit or something.
0: Oh, Um, okay. The
1: Squishers were, like, a... That was like their kind of nod to Pokemon. I think oh. it was like this weird promotional thing that they were doing, and there was like a bunch of different ones that you could find, and there was a, a video game coming out about it. And if you like, kind of delve deep into that, the video game looked very much like the Game Boy Pokemon games. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I didn't yeah. These delve. were just like yeah, you you. It, it came up more, I think later on, but it was in like the teen topia thing where you could kind of stumble your way through that. There was an achievement about finding all the squishers on all the, they were scattered across various pages and you had to click on them to find them. Oh, okay. Um, but the, yeah, the pets was, um, it was, it was actually part of the story later on as well, but you basically just put them on your desktop and, and fed them. And, uh, but it really reminded me of when we were all obsessed with Tamagotchis, whenever that would have been. Yeah, I don't know if that was a fad you got into.
0: I mean, a little bit. My sister did, and I, I, you know, played with them because they were in the house. But, but uh, yeah. I don't think I, I don't, re- I don't remember taking them to school with me or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I don't remember when that would have been. I was pretty young, but they were like. Really popular, and I remember having Tamagotchis and uh, Digimon that you could like. They came out later, and you could connect them together and make them fight each other. So you could like fight your Digimon with your friend's Digimon. Um, there was there was also one called Nano Pets that I remember having. There was like dogs and cats. I remember that, that too. To yep. But my my one weird memory of Tamagotchis was uh, my friend and I would go up into like the second story. Of this, like, barn they had behind their house, and we would make parachutes for the Tamagotchis out of like plastic bags mm. and throw them off the barn. Oh, and I have no idea why we were doing that, but uh, that's just one of those random memories that this game sort of dredged out of me was making Tamagotchi parachutes and just chucking them off the roof of my buddy's barn.
0: I think all of the listeners are wondering did the com- Tamagotchis survive?
1: Oh yeah, they were they were solid parachutes. Oh yeah, they we were real structural engineers.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, it sounds like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I mean, you you do whatever you can do when you're a kid. You you got a toy, you got a plastic bag. You see, you see what you can figure out to combine the two. I guess.
0: I mean, I've probably I don't I didn't do it with tamagotchis, but I've probably thrown some toys and parachutes out of. uh out of a window before i shouldn't i shouldn't judge yeah, <laughs> yeah. the only no we've all we've all done it <laughs> um the only pet that or tamagaji style pet that i got on my desktop in this game was professor helper i know yeah, he wasn't the yes. same but he was a pain in the ass
1: yeah that was there was something that it they told you hey install professor helper and he you know helps you use your computer but it was like a just a vehicle for viruses, basically. Mm-hmm. And literally anything you clicked on, he would pop up and go, professor helper here. And then like give you terrible advice. Was such and a, a link good to impression. Click. <laughs> and, uh, and anytime you click the link, it would just take you to some like spammy website that was trying to sell you something or it would inject you with viruses or whatever. That one virus um, that,
0: that I got that, um, I kept getting over and over with the waves. Uh, yeah that, that made my that actually made my stomach hurt like and gave me a headache because did that actually happen did, was that a virus that happened back in the 90s yeah
1: oh <laughs> i don't know. i don't know but i don't really i don't think remember so. viruses being a thing back then i'm sure they were but it yeah never wasn't anything i ever ran into sure well it, but yeah it would basically rock your whole screen back and forth isn't that what it did
0: it, it kind of did that it just kind of like made everything move in like an ocean wave and would play an ocean sound at the same time yeah. it was very disorienting and and uh and yeah it took me a while to get rid of because i had to download an antivirus and then figure out how to get rid of professor helper because i kept getting the viruses again and realized that <laughs> he charges you to to remove the software the software is free to download yeah. professor helper is free to download but to get rid of them you've got to pay you know 30 hypno bucks or whatever they are hypno coins yeah
1: and you had to pay to to download the virus removal program too yes yeah it was and yeah there was a few viruses in that game i don't remember many of them but that that one was particularly annoying and then there was one that would like laugh at you and spam pop-ups Oh, and so you would have to kind of click the pop ups to close them to try and get at your virus antivirus program to sort of clean it all out. Those are the two that really spring to mind.
0: Yeah, that sounds infuriating. I didn't get that one, but it it, it's brought to mind like when that actually happened. Um, And I just remembered that it hasn't happened to me in years because, you know, we've got pop up blockers and stuff, but. Like, if we were to remove a pop-up blocker, would we still get fifty pop-ups come up constantly? <laughs> I don't think that happens anymore, really, unless you probably click something n- that you shouldn't. Yeah,
1: probably not if you're on you know safe sites, reputable websites. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's nothing stopping it from happening on you know sketchy sites or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, the the viruses in this game were kind of. It was almost fun because it was there was no consequences no. like nowadays you get a virus on your computer and it's like well who knows what that's actually doing or you know well, it's, who it's has my a, a information yeah yeah it's a stressful thing but it, it was kind of almost fun in this game to purposely give yourself viruses just to see what happened and then you just kind of clean them up later and you know you knew that nothing was really gonna nothing bad was really gonna. i mean
0: happen. i still felt stressed about it because you know you get a virus you stress out but it wasn't like actual <laughs> stress it was just like oh shit this is bad this is really bad yeah. what's gonna happen
1: it was it was interesting they did a good job really fully creating the kind of operating system with all of this stuff like You know, they could have just had just sort of the web browser and that was it. But it it really built on that nostalgia by having all these different things to, you know, make it seem like you were using a computer, not just like you were using the Internet, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah, you could you could minimize your browser and go into your file explorer and open up the file you just downloaded or uh, or or open up your music player or open up your antivirus that you downloaded um. Yeah, your email was a separate app. You've got all kinds of, I guess it wasn't called an app back then, a different program. Um, mm. Open up all kinds of different things and change your background and change your. I changed my cursor, pretty much right away. I love doing that on my computers, customizing all the <laughs> cursors. Yeah, I,
1: I I was so bland with this game. I I left like the basic background, the basic cursor, like everything. I didn't customize it at all. Oh, Until the, no like, at the very end. Yeah, I don't know why I'm a very plain like leave my desktop empty, you know, keep everything nice and tidy. <laughs> yeah, we were opposite in, on the, in that regard. Yeah, I don't think I was, you know, when I was a kid, but that's what I'm like now. So sure. And also, you know, I was playing a game. I I tinkered for a sec and then was like, well, I need to go back to the other thing because it's easier to use. Ah, uh, sure, you sure. Know, trying to like, there was one one of the um, me- uh, cursors for the mouse was like a gauntlet. Yeah. And it looked really cool, but it made it harder to click on things.
0: Yeah, that's the one that I used for a while, and you're right, it was huge, uh, and yeah. it was not very precise, and I found it annoying, but it was just like going back and changing it again was too much effort, so that's so why I put up with it.
1: Yeah. Another thing, too, that was in this um, that I don't know if you would have seen, but there was... A part where they were talking about how using this system caused beef brain. <laughs> I remember beef. Did brain. Did you run into yeah. that? And it was it was basically saying how the headset fried your brain or whatever. Um, but people would post on their sites. This site has been shielded from beef brain or whatever, and it would it was like a little like symbol and like a banner or something. Um, but that was really funny too, like the way that you know, people would put stuff like that and it kind of, I don't know if that was really back then or more of an early social media kind of thing where, you know, people would do that kind of stuff like, oh, I need to protect myself against this. And they really didn't know anything about it, but it's like, well, someone said I had to put this on my site to make it safe. So I'm going to go put it on my (laughs) site.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, you know, scammers calling and, and, telling you that your computer is broken and that they can fix it for you if you give them your credit card information and then they they don't do anything or they give you a virus instead yeah yeah
1: yeah it was uh yeah it was kind of like the equivalent to of like you know send this to 10 people or your love life will be crap for the next 10 years you know that kind of like foolish I don't know what so foolish superstition I guess superstition for sure um but anyways we've sort of rambled on about the nostalgia factor for a long time which really in my opinion is the best part of this game but um i do want to talk a little bit about kind of the story and how that works
0: sure yeah you're gonna have to take the lead on that because i gave up pretty early in this game
1: yeah so the the way it worked i guess is like at the start you're finding these content infringements like we said and uh you're getting you know emails from dispatch saying great job you did this here's another one yada yada, and uh, you you get to a point I'm not gonna go too heavy into spoilers because I'm gonna I'm gonna try and convince you to go back and play this again because this game's fantastic, but you get to a point basically where it jumps ahead in time by I think like a week or two, and I think that was around where you quit yeah. Um, and it looks like nothing's really changed. Like, it's just like, oh, well, now what am I supposed to do? And the the first time I played this game, like, I played it, you know, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I got to this point, and I also quit because it felt like, oh, well, I've seen everything there is to see. But then when you came in and started playing it again, I thought, well, I'll go give it another go because it, it was really cool and I liked it a lot. And what I realized is you dive back in and all the pages that you've looked at previously have all been updated and there's, you know, new status updates from all the like in game characters, some of them reacting to things that you've done. Like, um, there was, you know, a, a teacher who had posted a bunch of copyright images and her status was like, I can't believe you, try to take these down and think of the children you know that kind of stuff <laughs>
0: I remember that yeah
1: and uh, and so it, it kind of on the surface looks like you're just looking at all the same stuff but there is actually quite a bit more in there and there's also a lot of sites that you can start to find when you start really digging deep beyond those communities and instead of just looking at the surface level sites that are being presented to you looking for things that are being linked from other sites or uh, using this search functionality that they had where you could kind of um, type in a word or two basically and see sites that have been sort of tagged with those words and it's a little bit more sort of self-directed I guess at this point to try and figure out what you're supposed to do but once you do figure it out it it starts being very rewarding I found to like figure these puzzles out because you really kind of feel like an internet sleuth, um, poking your way through these sites and finding kind of, you know, this thing that this person thought they had hidden from the greater hypno space community or whatever.
0: Yeah, that does sound, that does sound interesting. Like, yeah, you might be able to convince me to, to go back and give it another try. I don't think it was, um, the best stream game. So I don't think I found it. Um, um, you know, I, I just felt like I was either going to have to read everything that was on the page out loud for the for the viewers or re- not read anything. And then I'm just sitting there silently. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would
1: recommend playing this on stream. I think it would be fun to just kind of play on your own because mm-hmm. it is slow paced and you do end up kind of going back to the same things you've looked at and being like, oh, did I look? Did I read this? You know, is this relevant or, you know, does this say something that means something to me now that it didn't when I read it last time and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're you the the story starts progressing and there's kind of this overarching story of like the the year two thousand is coming and they've got this millennium update coming out. Um, and there's sort of these little side stories going on, like you find out that they removed the communities for all these kind of various different sort of like nerd culture type stuff and combine them all into one saying you know like here's your thing for here's your community for all things nerdy and they were sort of mad about the way they had shaken up that so what they did was they built their own site called the Freelands, and you go in and it was like each page was like hand-drawn like microsoft paint style drawings where you won't be castles and houses and stuff. And you would click on the houses and it would bring you to somebody's page and you'd go back out and you'd click on like signs that would let you travel around this sort of medieval land huh. to find stuff. It was, it was really cool. Um, the way that was kind of built out. And then you, you had to sleuth your way through that sort of stuff and find these different things and you're, and you're sort of uncovering more and more about what's going on and how, sort of the company has been sort of angering the users and and the sort of fight that they've had and, and there's you know one of the people that works for hypnospace is one of the people in the free lands and they're kind of going behind the back of the company and and uh, developing the software but it sends you on a bit of like a scavenger hunt to try and find this stuff and it was it was really cool it, it's a little time consuming and a little bit of like, I have no idea what I'm doing and you just really got to poke around. Um, but I found like what, when I actually stuck with it, it was really worthwhile to kind of keep going with this game. Um, so uh, yeah, I won't, I won't spoil the ending, but yeah, you do, you do go through the year 2000 and you get this millennium update and it comes out and it's all buggy and uh, and then something happens and then the whole thing crashes and here's where I'm going to kind of leave this vague because you said you want to go back to it. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can convince a couple people to play this game because of how great it is. But what happens there is it, it jumps to present day where sort of nobody's used this system for whatever, 21 years or whatever. And you boot back in and you get a message And you find out that there's a couple people who still have their old headsets and they're doing, they've set up this project to basically archive hypnospace. And it lets you jump back and forth in time to all the different time periods that you had played through. Mm. So I think there were three of them. There was like, you know, two in 1999 and then one of like New Year's Day 2000 or something like that. And then, of course, the the present day. But the in the present day, there's not really much on there. There's just a couple of pages from the people who are part of this archiving project, right? Uh, so you can go back and you can really look at stuff that you've missed and see how all the pages kind of changed over time, and w- you know what happened with the people over time, and and all this stuff, and see their sort of progress and how it all links together. Uh, and it's it's really cool the way it all ties together at the end reminds me of the the internet archive if you've ever messed around with that where you can kind of go look at older versions of the same website
0: no i didn't know that was a thing
1: oh really definitely check that out it's really funny you can go it's it's i don't know i think it's just called the internet archive right if you google that you'll find it it's um basically been taking screenshots of web pages over the years for i don't know how long and you can look at a website and see what it looked like in, you know, 2015. You can see what it looked like in 2004 and, like, just wow. go back and see all the different iterations of these websites. And a lot of stuff's broken on them, obviously, and stuff. But you, it, it's pretty good. You can get a pretty good sense of what is uh, what things looked like back then. It's really neat to see sort of like this game, kind of where we came from and where we ended up and, you know as far as the internet goes. That
0: sounds so neat. I'm definitely going to make a note of that and try that.
1: So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of all I think I want to get into. Um, I did have one question I wanted to ask you and I, I, we've sort of talked about this, but I want to sort of formally ask you whether you have any weird memories of kind of the early days of the internet or getting into interesting things. I know you talked about your, uh, you know, chat rooms and stuff. Is there anything else that stands out or anything that this game maybe shook loose from your memory?
0: Well, um, I guess my, early, my earliest memories of using the internet or computers at all um, were either watching my dad play Doom um, or or chat rooms really or i mean or i spent a lot of time downloading music and burning it to cds i had a lot of mixed cds um i spent a lot of time in limewire and napster trying not to get viruses or porn um <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and then making you were those. really into that
1: library of congress music
0: i was really into yeah the you know the good stuff um <laughs> Bach. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still am. Um Yohan love me some Johan. Um <laughs> But uh yeah, as far as like all of the actual like web page stuff making the Geo Cities um web pages, it's it's all a little bit fuzzy um mm. in my brain. Um and I mean I remember making a lot of like um, like short videos with my friend, uh, a couple of my friends. Like we'd make little like clips, uh, video clips, and not like we could post them anywhere or did, but um, that was basically what I was doing on the computer in in the nineties. Um, either downloading. It's
1: funny to think that. Y- there was a time that YouTube didn't
0: exist. Exactly. And then it was just like a little, like, gray, round webcam, spherical webcam that we were recording. It was so grainy. Um, <laughs> and you'd just make these stupid videos and then watch them later. <laughs> yeah, by or yourself. like have a
1: friend over. <laughs> yeah, and like, you should.
0: Hey, check this out. Like, we made that. Me and Steve made this. Come watch. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's I guess. A simpler time. As I got into high school, we'd make videos for. Uh, for like for projects and stuff um but that's not even really anything to do with the with the internet back then but um yeah it's all it's all pretty fuzzy to be honest yeah
1: i kind of feel the same i i have a a memory of spending a lot of time on the message boards for i always called it game facts i don't know if it's game game facts or game faqs or whatever right it's um like a website where it's just basically all message boards for video games. And I remember being a teenager and spending a lot of time on the message board for grand theft auto three. Okay. And I looked it up. I think I would have been like, I don't know, maybe like 15 or so at that time. And I remember that there was, there was message boards kind of for the games where you could ask questions about the games, but then popular games had social message boards where people could just kind of chat, and it was just basically like, "Hey, we're all fans of this game, but we're not necessarily talking about this game." Right. And that just that kind of memory of like those things existing just struck me as kind of funny because we don't really have an equivalent. I guess the the kind of the equivalent to that now is sort of like Discord and Twitch and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that would be the most uh, similar um, that I can think of other than reddit maybe um, yeah
1: reddit reddit's pretty similar i guess to that too yeah it, it's interesting the way that those sort of online communities have evolved over the years and and changed in some ways but kind of stayed the same in a lot of ways
0: just just changed their the sophistication of the of the you know yeah conversation i i
1: well i looked too and and those message boards are still going strong i, I don't know if they still have the social aspect of them Uh, but they've like changed hands a few times and I think it's like GameSpot or somebody owns it now and and it's still still going I still stumble across them every once in a while when I'm like playing a game and I google you know where do I find this key or whatever and every once in a while it takes me to one of those message boards yeah no
0: I found those too. I just never thought anything of it like I've I often find myself on those when I'm looking for uh, tips or whatever but I didn't use them when I was younger, so it it wasn't it wasn't a nostalgic thing. It was just like, okay, these people are, are talking about this on this site, and this is what I need, so this is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's how I use it now. But yeah, I think that was probably like one of my first kind of dives into like talking to internet strangers was on there. Weirdly enough, it's just a thing that I hadn't thought about in many years until I played this yeah. game.
0: That's interesting. That kind of, I think that sheds some light on who we were as teenagers. Cause my first experience talking with strangers on the internet was trying to pick up girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mostly talked to people that I knew, I think from school and stuff. Right. Yeah. I did some like, of I that. remember
1: using, using ICQ and MSN and all that stuff, but I, I don't really remember talking to strangers too much. Sure. But maybe I did and I just don't remember it. My, my memory not that great. So who knows? Anyway, um, been talking for a very long time so uh let's uh let's jump into our steam reviews here
0: oh sure um, yeah
1: again i think same as last week this game was 97 positive
0: which you know how to pick them
1: yeah obviously i wasn't the only one who thought this game was awesome um like i said i i, I think out of all the games that we've done so far this one's probably my favorite i think i would probably give this game a 10 out of 10. Um, I absolutely loved it but uh, it seems that you know the Steam reviewers were pretty much on the same page. Um, The only really negative things I saw was like the kind of stuff you'd expect like people that were just like I got bored or this wasn't for me or whatever which is fine. It doesn't have to be for everybody but I don't think, nobody was really saying like, this is bad or done poorly or, you know what I mean? Like, for what it is it was really, really well done. I, I pulled out a couple of reviews um, that kind of struck me as funny or interesting or you know, accurate, I guess. Um, one of them said this this was a very accurate recreation a very accurate recreation of the late 90s internet, which basically is what we, what we said, but um, just to kind of drive that point home, that that's sort of how everyone felt mm-hmm. uh, from looking at these reviews. Um, finally, Geo Cities has been ported to Steam <laughs> again. Accurate. Pretty much what we said, but like for anybody who use, I guess we didn't really explain what Geo Cities was. If you never use Geo Cities, this whole thing's going to be gibberish, and you're going to think we're a bunch of old idiots. You should look if it up. Yeah, if you've used Geo Cities, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. It it had its own like theme like it just it was its own thing that is hard to explain you just had to live it I guess
0: I mean we should probably add that if you don't know what GeoCities is and you think we're a couple of old idiots um you probably won't enjoy this game because it won't really make (laughs) sense to you and it'll probably just be like a lot of boring reading that you don't understand
1: yeah yeah I think I really do think this game is like for millennials yeah but I did see A couple people in the review saying like you know i'm only 20 or you know i was born when this game is sad or like things like that and they still liked it so okay i think it's still interesting it's probably not it wouldn't have that nostalgia factor or at least that it it might be nostalgic in the same way that like you and i can watch a tv show depicting the 40s and think oh what a simpler time right maybe that's kind of what it's like i don't know sure uh I another person that said, uh, better than the actual internet, which is I another mean, thing that we've co- we kind of touched on yeah. where, yeah, the internet can be kind of horrible. I mean, this, this wasn't without its faults, the internet in this game, but it, it does sort of bring you back to a time when, you know, Free from everyone ads was at least a and... little bit nicer to each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh. This one said, the first thing I did was flag a seven-year-old for copyright infringement. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, uh, yeah, that's kind of what you do. Um, There there was another part, I don't think I mentioned, that later on in the game you get the chance to kind of delve into people's personal files that they have stored in Hypnospace. Oh, okay. And you can start flagging those, and you're looking for... um, copyright infringement on like sharing music and the person you find with all this music is one of the founders of the company oh and so you flag him for infringement and then he sends you an email kind of just peeling you out and like telling you that everyone shares music and to like (laughs) knock it off and then like uh, I think he disables you from being a moderator and that that's one of the like time jumps in the stories like him getting mad at you for flagging
0: that's funny Uh,
1: but yeah you do you do flag some children uh, which you know, feels a little bad.
0: It did feel a little bad. I w- like this was just a a child, and this was her, his teacher, and they like I was like, is this what this game is? Am I going to be just <laughs> shutting <laughs> down? Guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the bad guy exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, the I think <laughs> the best
1: the best review that I saw just said has a more intuitive user interface than windows
0: 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a real, real deep dig. That is a, yeah, that's a jab. All right.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our, you know, 10 hour long podcast about Hypnospace outlaw. Is there anything else that we haven't mentioned that you wanted to touch on, uh, far as sort of what this game did well or what it did poorly?
0: Um, I mean, the thing I remember most about this game is is just how funny it was. Um, just between reading things or or the music that I found, it was just a lot. Like it was just full of ironic humor and uh, and just yeah, just a lot of poking fun at, at the way that the internet used to be and the way we used to interact with it. And um, I mean, yeah, it was a funny game it was meant to be funny and they did it well
1: yeah there was there was some there was like a lot of weirdness too because it was sort of an alternate universe I don't know if you remember reading the page where they talked about um, the secrets of trennis and yes. it was like it was basically saying that in this universe the game that they play is called trennis but it's really called tennis and like the government doesn't want you to know or something it was some <laughs> weird like nonsense conspiracy theory thing that kind of made you think that in in this world they call it trennis which but otherwise everything's the exact same
0: yeah well, yeah well it's um, got it, the trennis had three courts didn't it oh maybe i'm pretty sure remember. they had an it's image up about, about 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 th- how Trennis has or it's no same game i with, think what they ended up saying was that it originally had three courts but then they they got rid of one and uh and went to the standard tennis court but still call it Trennis or something ridiculous i don't i don't know
1: Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, there was some, there was like a lot of stuff that like that, that wasn't part of the main story, but was just like kind of fun little things to read. And, you know, it made it worthwhile to poke around and it fleshed out the, the whole story. Like it wasn't like a game where, you know, you've got your five web pages that you need to do the story or like every webpage wasn't tied to the main story. There was a lot of things to make it feel like a real kind of universe yeah you
0: might read a whole page and realize that there's nothing here to flag but it was just a complete ride like so yeah exactly
1: and and also the the in-game characters would sort of interact with each other that that kind of fleshed it out too where like like we said the you know that they would say well I'm dating this person in the teens one but there was things like, um, you know, well, we want to vote for Sandy for community leader, and people would have their badge on their site, and then later on you'd see like, well, Sandy was rude to me, so I'm not voting for her anymore. And, like, there was a lot of that kind of stuff where they they played on each other, and it just really made it feel alive, made it feel like a real world rather than something somebody made up. And uh, yeah, I think I think the only downside that that I see to this game, or the only thing I didn't really like was the fact that I played it on a controller.
0: That was, was a bit of cumbersome at times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't bad. Like, I wouldn't say, like, if you can only play this on Xbox, still play it or PlayStation, whatever, like still play it. But if you have the option, play it on, on a PC with a mouse and keyboard just because it, it would just be a little easier, a little bit. You know, there was a few times where you're trying to type something yeah. and you mess it up and you're just like, ugh. Typing like, is it's rough. annoying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, honestly, that's, that's really my only criticism of this game is that I would have rather played on PC and otherwise I think it was a, a pretty solid
0: game. I mean, I didn't play through the whole thing, so.
1: Yeah, that's going to throw off my next question of, uh, uh what, what did you think of the length of this game?
0: <laughs> well, let me turn it around on you and say, what did you think of the length of this yeah. game? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think, so I, I think it took me probably about five-ish hours to play and, it wasn't bad. I played it for probably an hour or two. It might have been actually even more than that. It might have been more like eight. I don't really remember. I played for a couple hours, sort of a few months ago, and then stopped, and then played through the rest of it in the last couple of weeks. And uh, it was good. By the end of it, I was definitely ready to be done. Right. And like when I finished, I didn't go back to like poke around more or anything. Like I was like, okay, that's that's enough. So it was it was plenty long. I wouldn't want it to be any longer, but I don't think it needed to be any shorter. No. So yeah, I I would say it was pretty good. And I think, you know, the, the, like we talked about, there was that little bit of a lull right where you quit. And that's kind of the biggest issue I see with the kind of pacing of this and the length of this and stuff is that if there was something to let you know that, Oh, it's about to get really good right now, right at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how many people quit right then, because it, it's just interesting to me that me and you quit at the exact same spot.
0: Yeah. I just found it didn't have like a lot of sense of direction and I, I lost interest, but you say, keep going, stick with it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I would really recommend it if you just to uh, try to get through that lull and, and keep tinkering and like, You know even if you cheat your way through some puzzles or whatever like just to to see it out I think it's worth playing through the story of this because it's just it's just really good and seeing the evolution and some of the like web pages and stuff that you haven't seen yet um, they're very they're really interesting I think it's worth kind of powering through and and I found like like you I was at that lull where I didn't really want to play it but once I started again then I was more like hooked
0: driven yeah
1: yeah Uh, which leads nicely into our um, talk about how addictive it was, which I don't know. I I don't think you would say it was very addictive. I think you only played it for, what, two streams maybe?
0: Yeah, and I think there were shorter streams as well, so I would say not very, but you answered this one.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't say I was super addicted to this. There were times where... You kind of had, like, a plan in your head of, like, oh, well, I'm poking through and I've been through these sites and I've looked here and I want to look here. And you didn't really want to quit just then. But when you did stop, when you found a natural stopping point, I never found, like, I was lying awake thinking about it or, like, couldn't wait to get to it the next day. Right. It was more that kind of addictive where you need a few more minutes to finish up your kind of line, your your train of thought and you're, like you know you got one of those like detective boards in your head with the red string going everywhere and yeah. you got to finish off all those before you yeah turn that's it accurate off. i can see that um and yeah uh for as difficulty and frustration i don't know if you've really if you really ran into too much that was tough um
0: i mean at times it was a little tough to find what i was looking for but it, i wouldn't even I wouldn't even say it was tough. It just sometimes took a little time. You, there was a lot yeah. of pages to sift through and read through, um, and then you would land on it eventually. So no, I wouldn't say difficult. Just just um, just took a bit of time. You had to invest that time in. Um, yeah,
1: there was a few things I think later that I would say were were kind of difficult, and I could definitely see this being a frustrating game uh, for for some people. It, it had its moments of like, okay, I've looked at these same sites 20 times. Like, what am I doing? Um, yeah. And that's why I kind of recommend just like, if you're fine and you're frustrated, just Google it. Like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I think there, there was probably a time or two that I had to Google what to do or just like a little hint. There was definitely one spot that I Googled a hint because I wasn't sure what to do. So it definitely had a little bit of that difficulty and sure. frustration.
0: Sure. Not too bad
1: yeah um, but it was also on the flip side it was quite rewarding when you would figure out something it did make you kind of feel like a detective so that was mm-hmm. kind of fun so overall um at a, what you played out of it just you know ignoring the fact that you didn't finish it or you know all the things that i just said what what would you give this out i of guess 10? if
0: i was going to rate it before this recording um up to where I played it wasn't my favorite there were funny parts there were um there were some parts that were you know satisfying to take some people down but um still like it didn't have me so uh I probably would have given it a six yeah
1: yeah I think uh I think for me it's it's a solid 10 I really just love games that are different I mean I've played so many games at this point in my life that anytime I find something that is really unique but is still, you know, fun and interesting, I'm always a big fan. And this one I feel like just really knocked it out of the park. Based on your
0: recommendation, I'm going to finish it. I'm not sure when, but but I I will get back (laughs) to it at some point. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's my whole goal for this podcast, really, is to just force people to play all the weird games I like that no one plays, so...
0: Mm-hmm. and uh, if, if, like, if you get
1: one person to do that then it's yeah a
0: success. well and if you do or or have played any of the games that we've talked about so far please send us an email and let us know it would make josh's day i think
1: yeah <laughs> especially the the weirder ones tell me you played something stupid and liked it i'll be very happy to hear it
0: yeah it'll keep us keep us going it'll give us that drive that we need to continue forward um but yeah on that note, what are we moving forward to? I already know because I've been playing it and I'm almost done. But our next game is.
1: Are you asking me? I
0: was waiting for you to. I was no. setting you up for it. We, but...
1: flipped, we flipped the script and I got confused. Mm, uh, that's
0: fine. I didn't ask many questions this episode, so I thought I would.
1: No, this this was my time to uh, just rant about things I was excited about.
0: This was your yeah. This was your game, but the next uh, game is.
1: Forager
0: Uh, yeah I've been playing Forager now for a couple of weeks Um, I've been been super addicted to this one Um, almost in an unhealthy way Um, mostly healthy uh, but it's just like there's just a lot to do Um, I won't get into it obviously too much I always almost get into it too much in this section but um, yeah I'm excited to talk about this one because this one has been uh, has been uh, a, a time suck a little bit but also pretty fun for me. Yeah. But but yeah. I mean that's that's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch. At twitch.tv slash To watch me stream the games we are talking about. Or catch up on all the old streams. By subscribing to No Time to Game on YouTube. Uh, You can also please join our Discord server with the link in the podcast description for any important announcements or just some general chit-chat. Or if you want to send us an email, you can send questions, comments, or game suggestions um, to notimepod at gmail.com. We also have a... uh, twitter uh, instagram and a tiktok account that is occasionally updated um that is uh, ntg at ntg pod so thank you so much for listening to no time to game we really appreciate you appreciate you coming back and listening to us and making it all worth it please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can be notified of all the upcoming episodes and also as always press x to skip the credits